developing future. Brought to you by the Asian Development Bank Institute in Tokyo, a leading source of knowledge in fast emerging Asia and the Pacific for 20 years. One of India's major exports can readily be seen in computer science faculties, at information technology events, or among programmers and developers in most parts of the world. That is the IT professional. India is a major global supplier of IT professionals, especially to OECD countries. But stricter immigration policies in countries, including the US and the UK, in the wake of Brexit, may dent their job prospects, forcing an increased focus on the People's Republic of China and Japan. An Asian Development Bank Institute report by Anthony de Costa of the University of Melbourne found the entire Indian IT industry is estimated to employ directly 2.5 to 3 million people with another 10 million or so indirectly in low-wage services. But with much of the domestic industry focused on the lower end of the market, going abroad is one of the few attractive options for upward mobility. Restrictive immigration policies mean this is not always feasible. The typical avenue for mobility for Indian IT professionals has been through postgraduate education in the US, followed by employment through employer-sponsored visas. But changes under President Donald Trump threaten this avenue. IT is a significant portion of India's gross domestic product at about 10%. While the Indian economy has been growing at a healthy clip, the share of IT in India's GDP has been growing even faster, suggesting that the global outsourcing market has come to rely on India's technical capabilities and, of course, cost advantages. India has about 55% of the 146 billion US dollar global software outsourcing market, a significant segment of the country's IT industry. And this is due to a large and relatively inexpensive talent pool. The US was the largest market for Indian software exports worth about 65 billion, while the UK was a distant second. Japan's percentage share is in the low single digits as the country has been slower to embrace foreign nationals, but it is now increasingly more accepting of international technical talent, including Indian professionals. The Japanese government, businesses and universities are adopting an outward-oriented approach to include foreign professionals in their growth plans. The demographic crisis and impending social security problems for the elderly is a major stimulus for Japan's outward-looking responses. By contrast, several nations today that have been historically friendly to immigration are now clamping down on inflows of migrants, including technical professionals. The most vulnerable of the Indian IT professionals, it would seem, due to sheer weight of numbers, are those migrating to the U.S., most H-1B visa applications to the U.S. covering technical expertise, including IT, were filed on behalf of professionals born in India. In 2017, nearly 250,000 applications, or more than two-thirds of the total, for Indians were filed. Nationals of the PRC accounted for around 10% of all applications. Fluency in English and earlier deployment contribute to India's advantage over China. 
the small number of H-1B visas secured by the third-ranked Philippines, a country with good English language skills, suggests that the pool of trained professionals is not as large as India's, and there could be differences in the quality of technical education in the two countries. Stricter visa rules for the U.S., Uh, mirrored in Britain via Brexit and in Australia for the 457 visas granted to skilled IT workers, including computer programmers. The impact of Brexit is still unfolding. Given the UK's approaching separation from the EU, the movement of people into Britain will be restricted. Already, foreign students are shying away from the UK for other destinations since the government has reduced the number of months students can work in the UK after completing their studies. The US under the Trump administration has been cracking down on immigration through its Reforming American Immigration for Strong Employment Act. The H-1B and L-1 visa sponsors, especially Indian companies, are being checked whether they are paying their Indian employees less than the prevailing wages for local talent. Australia has scrapped its 457 visa program and replaced it with a two- and four-year specialised skills visa program. With these measures still unfolding across these countries, all three of these countries are exercising what is called a narrow form of economic nationalism, which perceives international migrants and foreign professionals as displacing domestic professionals. In this atmosphere, the international mobility of talent will be dampened, imposing considerable costs on both sending and receiving countries. If these populist nationalist measures are consolidated, the concern is the movement of technical professionals could be slowed down and redirected to other destinations. Not many untapped markets are left. Japan, the PRC, India, the Republic of Korea, Taipei, China, Brazil and Argentina. Non-Anglophone countries could be the harbinger of redirected flows of technical professionals in the future, provided they also become receptive to foreigners and are not held back by institutional stickiness and cultural xenophobia. New conditions may be attached to international mobility and the volume of inflows tightly regulated, but with businesses such as Microsoft, Amazon, Google and Apple being heavily dependent on foreign professionals, it is almost guaranteed the migration door will be left ajar. The Indian IT industry needs to rethink its growth strategy by refocusing its energies on the domestic market, relying less on a cheap labour strategy reducing its undue dependence on export markets, especially the US, and moving away from Anglophone markets as part of its overall diversification strategy. That episode was based on the seventh roundtable of labour migration in Asia, finance and technology to increase the positive impact of migration on home countries. Participants included Jean-Christophe Dumont and Jonathan Chaloff from the OECD. Nilam Barua, of the International Labour Organization and Aladdin Rilo, uh, then of the ADBI, uh, who organized the event and produced the report. This has been Asia's Developing Future, brought to you by the Asian Development Bank Institute in Tokyo. See the show notes for the transcript and related material. For more information about us, please visit adbi.org. Thank you.